You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Kicking off another hour here on the Tim Donnelly Show of a look back at our biggest and best interviews from uh, Phoenix when we were out there for the Super Bowl, including this one with so much insight into the offseason for quarterbacks. It's Boomer Esiason. Enjoy. Boomer Esiason. You can hear him on Boomer and Geo on WFAN up there in New York. It's great to see you, Tim. Thanks for having me on. Uh, we're going to start with a, a question that I never thought I'd ask anybody. Uh, I, I know before your, your second stint with Cincy, there were some retirement debates and those sorts of things. Did you ever think, to figure this out, I'm going to have to go into a dark room with no, no connection <laughs> to anybody for four days? No, nor did I ever think I was going to go on a Peruvian vacation and do some ayahuasca <laughs> and think that all of my dead relatives have their hands all over me. And I know we're talking about Aaron Rodgers here. I mean, you know, he's a, definitely a different cat. Uh, he's extremely bright, very well thought out. Uh, he doesn't do anything without a plan. Uh, I think sometimes he's trolling the rest of us at times. That's what, uh, yesterday I said, I was like, I'm completely open to this being a bit. And, and if he yells gotcha, I want it on the record that I, I didn't look fully buy it when, when he does. <laughs> it could be. But uh, all I know is this, that uh, it sounds like he wants out of Green Bay. It sounds like he wants to go to the Raiders and reunite with Devontae Adams. The only thing that I would worry about if I were one of the teams that was trying to acquire him is I'd want to know the level of commitment. And I compare it to what Tom Brady did with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Say whatever you want about Tom Brady, he's the greatest to ever play. And the reason for that is because he immerses himself in every aspect of the organization that he's playing for. So when he decided to sign with Bruce Arians and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he moved down there. He started throwing sessions with the wide receivers, got to know the entire organization, the owners, the the front office, all the people that you know make the team run that aren't wearing uniforms from the trainers to the to you name it, to the secretaries. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to give an acquiring team that kind of commitment. And all Tom Brady did in three years was take his team to a Super Bowl, win it in its home stadium, three years of playoffs, and that final year with all the personal mm-hmm. uh, turmoil in his life, he was so focused he was still able to get them to the playoffs. So uh, I would say buyer beware if you want that same kind of commitment from Aaron Rodgers. Boomer Esiason, Boomer and Geo from WFAN joining us here on Radio Row. Uh, all that commitment from Tom Brady, he's going to have a lot of free time. He's, he mentioned he's not hitting the booth till 2024. As somebody that's gone from locked into to NFL football for a long time to suddenly having f- some free time, what do you yeah. think it's going to be like for Brady? You know, I think it's going to be great for him. He probably needs it given, like I said, all that personal turmoil in his life. And, you know, just who he's Tom Brady can't go anywhere. There's no privacy. Uh, you know, he's got this public spat with his ex-wife and everything else. I mean, it's just – amazing what he went through and to be able to be successful on the football field in his last game he attempts 66 passes against the Dallas Cowboys that's crazy you know what I hope <laughs> I hope solid he, two weeks I, you know what I would love I and I know this is selfish of me but as a analyst and a former player that played the same position as Tom wouldn't you love to see him in a San Francisco uniform for just one year <laughs> I mean that would be awesome but uh it's probably not going to happen and the one thing I do regret you know I went right off the field right into the Monday night booth mm-hmm. and there is a learning curve that nobody can ever teach you uh I did work for the USFL or the World League of American Football I should say in 90 and 91 so it kind of that was six years prior to me taking the job at uh, WAB at ABC but for me you know, it was just dive in and let's roll. Nowadays, it's a lot different, so I'm glad he's taking a year off. 
it seems like right the, the booth is one option coaching another your your maryland guy frank reich is is he the uh the one in carolina to turn that around he has to be and i think he really went in there and uh he impressed david tepper their owner I mean, he sat down had a plan and you know as as they go through the process and they meet all these you know new guys who are not head coaches yet a guy like David Tepper, I think, said to himself, you know, I need somebody experienced to come in here and run this thing. And I need an offensive mind because that's what Frank's background is. And I think they got a great defensive coordinator, the former coordinator from the, the Broncos. So they're building a really good staff there. They have a good young team. I know Steve Wilkes was very much liked in that locker room. But unfortunately, you know, offensively, they got to get something going there. And I think that's why David Tepper went with Frank Reich. It's a Tim Donnelly show here on Radio Row in Phoenix. Joining us in the Pitbulls back with more guest chair, Boomer Esiason. Uh, to, to look a little bit towards your Bengals, uh, is there a number too high for Joe Burrow? It seems like as soon as you draft a guy like Burrow, you're planning for when you're going to have to pay him. Is, is 50 50 plus the number for that for that it guy? looks like that's what it's going to be to me and and just so everybody understands the Bengals have always played their quarterbacks well kenny anderson before me was paid really well during his time twice in my career as the Bengal quarterback i was the highest paid player at the moment i signed my contract carson palmer was played well andy dalton was paid well and now comes this very very special player who's worth the 50 million dollars a year that he's going to get. And I think seven years, $350 million, somewhere around there, it's going to be very likely, which I think is amazing as to where we have come as players. Because in my day, a million two was the highest paid player when I signed. Then I signed a $3 million deal. Then I was the highest paid player. Then that got flipped. And now we're talking about $50 million. So I just I missed it by about 30 years, <laughs> but I'm glad to see that these players are finally getting what they deserve. What does that do in a locker room? You mentioned twice you were the highest paid player in the league when you signed the deal. We're seeing it with the Kyler Murrays, the Russell Wilsons, where the expectations change or, or the, the appearance at offseason workouts or whatever it is. What does it do as far as the responsibility when you get paid that kind of cash? You know, when you pay somebody, you better make sure that they're all in. Like I was just talking about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. And Tom Brady and Peyton Manning set the standard for immersing yourself into a franchise. And obviously Peyton did that with the Denver Broncos. You know, Von Miller told me when they won Super Bowl 50 against the Carolina Panthers, Peyton was a shell of himself. He could barely throw. Um, and, and Von said, you know, we just needed him in uniform and on the field, and we would take care of the rest of it. And, boy, did they make it uh, a rough day for Cam Newton that, that day. It's got to feel nice as the quarterback, right? You're it, saying all I need to do is dress? I'm good. I can well, do that. At, at that point in Peyton's career, yeah. yeah. I mean, but that was the kind of presence that he brought to the locker room, and that's the leadership that you want from the highest-paid player in the team, and that's why Joe Burrow fits that that bill and so does you know justin herbert fits that bill and josh allen fits that bill patrick mahomes fits that bill trevor lawrence ultimately will fit that bill down uh in jacksonville these other kids that don't understand how to be leaders uh this is why i think there's buyer's remorse here in arizona giving kyler murray this kind of money i also think there's an issue in baltimore you know if i am uh you know uh Lamar Jackson, I am not signing a long-term, I'm a, a one-year deal. I'm just not doing it because the way they ask me to play football, I need some long-term protection financially. And that's why I'm thinking if I'm Baltimore, maybe I am exploring the trade route with Lamar. The place where I think Lamar would just kill it, and I think that they would love to have him because they really have no presence at quarterback right now. Uh, they're building a good defense. they got a good young running game would be the Atlanta Falcons. 
He would be unbelievable in Atlanta. He would be a star down there. And, you know, that, that would make Arthur Blank, I think, really, really happy. Have a chance to be what Michael Vick was supposed to be. Right. And then somehow, if you're Baltimore, you got to figure out what your next step is, where you want to go offensively, because your team is built right now for a quarterback like Lamar. And maybe they want to, you know, kind of a detour and, and see what happens here in the draft. And I know your time is precious and I want to get you going, but Jalen Hurts didn't come up in, in, in either of those lists. Uh, is he in, in mind with those guys to get the gigantic contracts, especially with the, the postseason run they've been on? I think he's going to get a gigantic contract compared to the one that he has now. Mm-hmm. You know, in Philadelphia, I remember when they drafted him, you know, like he was just an athlete. They wanted to throw him out there, you know, and see what happens because they were coming out of that Carson Wentz haze and fog that they had there. And, you know, and he just fought his way, fought his way, he struggled in initially. And I remember going into this year and talking to the Philadelphia radio station and saying, look, the kid's a great leader. Everybody loves him. Everybody likes him and respects him on the team. He's a guy that's immersed into the organization. Now all he has to do is refine his game. And it reminds me of the way Josh Allen was playing initially with the Buffalo Bills. His first two years, you know, you could see that he was getting better and better and better. But Buffalo Bill fans were like, ah, he's not good enough. He's not good enough. <laughs> and all of a sudden in year three, his game was completely refined. And that's what happened to Jalen this year. It was year three. He finally got it. The team was really good around him. And, you know, when he was out, you saw just how much they missed him. And even though he hasn't had to play great the last two games in which he played, that team is so good and so whole with him as their starting quarterback that they are going to be really, really hard to beat. That one was a very cool conversation for me. If you if you know me, by the way, this is the Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That was our convo from a few weeks ago with Boomer Esiason. Uh, that was a really fun conversation for me. If you, if you know me, you know that I'm a pretty big quarterback nerd. Uh, you know that I'm a pretty big sports media nerd. This is what I do for a living. Uh, and Boomer Esiason is pretty darn good at both of those. Uh, so that was that was really fun for me to bounce things off of him. And 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 thank you to Boomer for coming on the show. Uh, with that being said, we have more guests that I'm excited about. Maybe not as, but still up there with Boomer. Uh, so you do not want to miss those conversations. More coming up right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 and the Tim Donnelly Show's look back at our best interviews. It is the Tim Donnelly Show here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are continuing with something I thought would be a really fun idea, and I'm having a good time. It's a walk down memory lane. Uh, It is an interview extravaganza that's what i'm looking for an interview extravaganza uh where we're bringing back some of the more interesting parts and some of the the parts that still apply to the nfl offseason from our biggest interviews at radio row leading up to the super bowl so uh it is a a best of a look back whatever you want to call it either way the insight is evergreen including this conversation we had with maybe not the biggest name at Radio Row, but he was definitely one of the biggest people. He is one of the more impressive athletes. It's Sean Merriman, NFL legend, multiple-time All-Pro. Uh, here's a part of our conversation at Radio Row. The, the other thing that's, that's being talked about a ton this week is the, the rules protecting the offense. All right, the, the rumor that you can't like sit down when you tackle or whatever, the, 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 it's getting a little crazy. Has it gone too far with protecting the quarterback? The I, I, uh, I actually like that rule. Hmm. I actually like that rule, um, and when I I've never dragged guys down when I was chasing from behind, for that reason. Yeah. Um, because now you're just dropping your whole body weight on a guy's leg. He's defenseless at that point. 
I also feel that you don't you don't have to tackle like that either. Mm-hmm. Um, you have enough force where you can jump on a guy back or push him forward or grab his legs, trip him, and he's, he goes forward. Um, I do like that rule mm-hmm. because these are um, these are career changing tackles if it goes wrong. We've seen it. I think ten guys be done this year this season for that type of tackle alone and Pollard being the, mm-hmm. the last one for the Cowboys. And obviously that's how uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes ankle yep. was even, you know, the high ankle sprain came in the first place. So I do like the NFL implementing that rule. Do, do you think like defensive players everywhere are going to be asking for your, your hard hitting defensive guy card when you're, when you're agreeing with the NFL to protect the offense? <laughs> well, I, you know, I like getting guys up in the shoulder, the neck area, right? <laughs> just, just, just shy of the helmet. Um, you don't need to go low. No, I, I, I hate that part. I, I do hate that part. I've never tackled anybody low because, you know, for any reason. But I, I do like the uh, – It's. I look at that, if they change that rule, I look at that like how, how they change the um, the horse collar. Mm. You know, I, I look at those those two type of tackles very similar. Do, do you think maybe and, – and, again, I, I mentioned, you know, thinking back on your career, athleticism and explosion, do you think maybe – lesser athletic defenders are going, well, yeah, it's easy for you to say not to do that. We need to get these guys on the ground by any means necessary. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I never had to hit a guy low. Uh, exactly. You've never had to. <laughs> but you know, but I, I do I do still think you can get guys on the ground. I think okay. you can get guys on the ground without having to tackle that way. Um, so if they do implement, implement that rule, I, I would agree with that. I don't Listen, I don't agree with them protecting the quarterbacks and things mm-hmm. like they are. You know, some of these things where guys is barely getting topped on the side of the helmet or somewhere in the neck area or top of his shoulder pads and it's a flat. That, that, is, that is BS. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, like that. I do like that rule of them being able to drag them down from the back. We're talking with Sean Merriman. You remember him from his days with the Chargers. He's in the Pitbull Tobacco and More broadcast booth here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Uh, you, you brought up your, your affinity for the Chargers, right, their draft and who they're acquiring. Uh, is there a number too high for Justin Herbert, or are you breaking the bank and breaking every record when, when his contract comes up? Yeah, he, he's, he's getting a brink truck. Okay. He's, he's well, he, I mean, all electronic payment sales, <laughs> uh, cash apps, <laughs> whatever whatever the max amount is that you can send that day, uh, whatever wires you can send, you give it to him because, you know, people always say this, and they got bounced out of the playoffs mm. by the Jacksonville and things like that, but I think there's a it, – it's a team coaching – that's a, that's an overall decision. It's not like oh, okay, Justin Herbert blew this game for it, and that's it. I think they could collectively lost that game, all of them. How, how how does that affect the locker room? Obviously, you played with with Rivers. He was he was getting paid handsomely. Like, did the defensive players? Did, did are, are is there any envy or jealousy looking over at a quarterback making all that cash? Not not at all. Not especially not ex, not especially how the game is today, hmm. right? You if you don't have a good quarterback, look at the two. Look who's in the yep. Super Bowl, right? Big pictures on the wall, both yeah, of them. <laughs> look, you know, and it's a reason why because these guys are special, and I don't think there's a, a, a jealousy or a, a kind of point to finger. But look, if a guy's making four, thirty, forty, fifty million a year, everybody's looking at him like every pass has to be a completion. <laughs> you know, he has to, you know, he has to win every game. And if if those two things don't happen, then you're a failure because of the money from the, the perception of what they're getting paid. But no, you you got to pay these guys. Period. We're, we're going to stick on the money track for for a second here. Name, image, and likeness in college is is Maryland a lurking giant with all that Under Armour cash? That's that's got to go somewhere, right? Well, I'm, I'm I'm helping them out. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I'm working on it um, because I'm from PG, Prince George's County, mm-hmm. Maryland, and and I said this, and I was I was you know pretty serious when I said it. I believe that some of the best talent comes that that from that DMV area. I mean, basketball, it's known for. There's, there's got to be some even, that are stronger even, more than – more football, than, yeah. I mean, look at you know, me, Stephon, myself, mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs, uh, Vernon Davis, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, uh, Vontae Davis. Uh, a, lot, a lot of athletes. Navarro. Yeah. You know, just if you go down the list, if you look at the top 30 guys that came from that DMV area, look how many Pro Bowls and all pros that, that we all have. And, and if those guys stay home at the, and go to University of Maryland, they can compete with, with Georgia, Texas, mm-hmm. Florida. Cali, anywhere. Just just got to get the money right. Just got to get the money right. And that's what you're working on. That's what I'm working on. All right. Uh, again, Sean Merriman is the voice you hear, multiple-time All-Pro, multiple-time Pro Bowler in his time in the league. Uh, Sean, what do you have going on with this this lights-out MMA world? Uh, and and also, I see you're, you're, you're keeping in shape. I can tell that just by standing no, I, here. I don't really work out like that, man. I just showed up <laughs> like this. Um, no, I, I uh, so I own Lights Out Extreme Fighting, um, launched in 2018. We're on Fubo Sports, Fubo mm-hmm. TV. Yep. Uh, so if you don't have Fubo, get it. Uh, we had a big fight coming up here in April. We had a fight January 15th that uh, broke the records for Fubo Sports. Really? Top, top 10 most watched on Fubo Sports and They're ever. big in combat sports, and so that's big, impressive. With it, yeah, big international soccer, mm-hmm. too, as well. So we're, we're right up there ranked with them. So that was, that was great for us. Um, I'm also working on trying to get some of these former athletes to transition into lights out. Uh, these former these guys that's retired or about to retire. Um, especially the ones that have shorter careers and saying, you know what, the football didn't work out for me, and they want to go and try their hand in combat sports. So we, we got some guys, man, that uh, th- that's going to be transitioning here soon. Did, do you, did you ever have that, that itch to, to get into a ring or an octagon or anything like that? I'd have it every day still. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, but for me, um, it's been a little bit therapeutic being around this sport for 17 years because if you talk to any former athlete, the one thing they'll tell you is they miss the locker room. Mm-hmm. Every athlete, you say they, they hate the politics. They hate, you know, the, dealing with the business side of it sometimes, but everyone will tell you they miss the locker room. And for me to be around these guys, these fighters, and I train with them, I'm in the locker room, I see the smack talk, I'm like, man, this is great. This is what I'm used to. Yep. Um, but being on the business side of it and having big production and live TV trucks and satellites, it's a, it's a, it's a different beast. Uh, but it's it's something I, I have a passion for, and I've always had a passion for, and you know, have to, to keep lights out extreme fighting growing and the viewership growing and, and more eyeballs and filling up one day arenas and stadiums is is going to be fun for me. And when that trash talk comes, it's nice to be the head guy in charge, right? You you can kind of you. You, you have the mic drop moment when, when anyone starts talking, right? Yeah, that's why I stay in shape. So <laughs> try me. I mean, you know, people say, oh, man, you're still in shape. I stay in shape in case they don't like their contracts or something that happens. <laughs> but uh, it is. It, you know, we, we're, we're growing our up-and-coming talent. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, a lot of fighters, um, MMA fighters, that haven't had the opportunity to, to get on the platform and haven't had the opportunity to get with a great promotion. Um, and so we provide that for them. We got a big fight coming up here in, on Football TV, Football mm-hmm. Sports yep. in April. Uh, that we're going to announce uh, next week, so it'll be good. A C- couple more before we let you go. Uh, you mentioned you're, you're interested in the former athletes. Is, is there a, like a dream pairing of two two guys that might be in the league now that you'd like to see get in the ring? I, you know what? You know who I would love to? And he's going to say no, even though I'd ask him a thousand times. <laughs> but I'm going to ask him a thousand one times as yeah. soon as he retires. All he can do is say no. Um, is Mercedes Lewis. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think if uh, – He's if got the longevity in the career. No, I've watched – I've trained with okay. him. Okay. I've watched he's him train, a beast. and he, he can go. Interesting. Um, they're, they're and so, who are you pitting him against? Who? who what's the card? It, he's that's a big dude. Okay, I mean, that's, that's you know Mercedes. <laughs> that's a, a shop big, in the line. Yeah, aisle. Mercedes is a big guy. Um, but you, I would I would love to see two two former two former mm. guys a, a defensive end and a, and a tackle or a tight end. Yep. Um, and, you know, I've trained with Richie Incognito. He, he's mm. another guy who can go. Um, I've seen Brian Cushing. He's really mm-hmm. he's really good. 
So you, uh, Clay Matthews. They, they he, all make sense. All the names you say make sense. So listen, I've, I've seen these guys. Yeah. And so you know me. I'm, I'm showing up on social medias and DMs. I don't got you. Look, I'm like a, a chick in, in your DM trying to get you to come and fight. <laughs> sliding in. Um, sliding in the DMs. But, yeah, it's, I think it's a natural fit for um, a lot of these former guys to, to make that transition, especially when they're looking to you know prolong their career and do something else. Thank you once again to Sean Merriman. How about that? Mercedes Lewis in the ring. I remember when he said that live, I was like, that is a person that would terrify me in the ring. Uh, This is the Tim Donnelly Show here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're taking a look back at some interviews, uh, and and we're having a good time doing it, and we're going to continue doing it coming up after the break right there's there's nothing that's going to slow us down so there's nothing that should keep you from sticking right here on 94.1 more interviews more recaps more revisits coming up next again don't touch that dial it's priority auto sports radio 94.1